Welcome to Atom Big Cricket Podcast. I'm Chirunandan Srinath. I'm joined with Maitreya and our special guest is joining us, Sabah Karim, former Indian wicketkeeper. And this is our 50th episode, Golden Jubilee and half century in cricketing terms. And it's a pleasure to have you, sir, on our 50th episode. Seven months ago, we started this podcast, little podcast, and we grew from that little episodes that we did uh, to getting you as a guest on our 50th episode. So... All right, Sabah Karim, sir, he has played over 120 first-class games, uh, 7,310 runs, 2,200, 56 average, and has played 34 one-day internationals and one test. And his career was stopped after an eye injury, but you didn't think it so like that, sir. You came back as a TV commentator, then you came back and uh, played an administrator at uh, BCCI, and then you played various roles as a selector and like your commitment to cricket is absolutely, you know, we need to appreciate your uh, contributions to cricket. So, sir, welcome uh, to Atom Big Cricket Podcast. Hope you're staying safe. Yes, I'm safe and thank you so much for your concern. Um, thanks for this invitation. Many congratulations to all of you on completing your 50th episode. Uh, I wish uh, many more um, you know, episodes uh, in your career. I hope that all of you continue to grow in your chosen field. Um, these are very tough, tough times all of us are going through. Uh, but I hope that, you know, with the kind of involvement which I have seen from youngsters like you, I'm sure we'll, we'll be able to overcome this challenge also. And cricket, as I said, is uh, such a popular sport in India because the support we receive from youngsters like you, plus so many other uh, cricket fans, not only in India, but also across the world. And that is one reason why um, cricket is growing in popularity, not only in the so-called big cricketing nations, but also um, in, in, in emerging countries where they do have cricket teams that they're looking for some more, um, uh, uh, you know, support from the central government. But I'm sure in years to come, all that will happen. And uh, truly, in maybe in, a, in, a, in 10 to 15 years' time, cricket will become a global sport, uh, just like football. So, yeah, very happy to be here. and Good to... Uh, catch up with all of you, um, albeit uh, virtually. Uh, so, sir, let's talk about your first-class career. So, you debuted in first-class uh, for Bihar and at the age of 15, if I'm not wrong. So, you are that little, very young guy. Uh, at that time, now we are young, but uh, when you debuted, you were uh, 15 years. So, you were that young guy, you played cricket. And, like, how did you feel uh, to play cricket, uh, perhaps uh, with people older than you? Like, how... how you and like uh, you know how much of their experience that you know they they gave to you that you became a cricketer because i think as young as you are when i made my debut for uh, for bihar in the ranji trophy but before that i had played um, under 19 for india um, the under 19 indian side had traveled to west indies to play um, you know a series of matches and that gave me a lot of experience it also instilled in me a lot of confidence and um, it allowed me to work on my on my talent and on my abilities. And that is how when I came back from West Indies, the same season, I made my uh, debut for Bihar in the Ranji Trophy. It was a very good experience, enriching experience. And while playing, uh, while watching uh, all those, uh, all my seniors in action, I learned a lot. And I was a pampered kid in the team. Being such a young, the youngest member in the side, um, I received a lot of attention, a lot of affection from everybody. And all my colleagues were willing to help me overcome those nerves at the initial uh, stages of the game. But eventually, after a while, I did settle down. 
and I managed to do quite well in my debut game. And then that's how, uh, you know, my first class career started. Yes, it was fun. I think the reason why one, one started to play at such an early age because of the enjoyment one derived from this game. And I think that's what I, what I, what I try and convey to all the youngsters who are interested in this, in this wonderful sport. That first and foremost, you have to enjoy the game. Only then you would be willing to learn. And I think that's um, that is true uh, in, in all facets uh, of, of of your chosen path. And so, sir, uh, you took up cricket at a very young age, at the, at the age of 15. So, who is the one that inspired you? So, from the very young age, you took up cricket. So, was it a family member who encouraged you or was it some players you got uh, motivated seeing them playing and you thought you could become a cricketer? So, uh, who inspired you at such a young age to take up the game and uh, how was the journey after taking up? So, who inspired you? Um, I come from a, a emerging town, Patna, which happens to be the capital of Bihar. And um, I was fortunate and blessed that my father really pushed me to play this game. I, I'm the youngest in my family. And I had two elder brothers. And both of them, uh, they were very keen uh, on this sport. So I would follow them to the nearby grounds. And that is how I got into this, uh, into this game. But it was actually my dad who, uh, who really very, worked very hard um, so that I become serious about the game. He is the one who put me in the right kind of school where they had a cricketing environment. They had a school team. And um, those days, we used to have a number of inter-school tournaments. Um, so that is how my game started to grow. Then I was enrolled in a local cricket academy. We had a wonderful um, you know, coach. Um, although the facilities were not very, very, very good, we had one matting wicket. We had about 150 kids. But everybody would assemble uh, you know, each day in the afternoon after school to practice. We had a very strong uh, a good lot of encouragement. Uh, uh, yeah, but my my inspiration or the one who really helped me uh, take up this game seriously was my father, and I got a lot of support from my coaches, from my colleagues, as well as my uh, my school in Patna. Uh, so that is how my journey started. Um, and eventually, you know, when you start to play at some level of cricket and you start to gain some recognition, you start to do well. Um, then you then you uh, then in, eventually you end up understanding your own game then you know you have to work hard if you want to fulfill your ambition. And I think within one or two years of my of my starting on this journey, I realized that I do have the, the right kind of talent and the skill to take it seriously. And that's why when I really started to work hard, I eventually made, made my mark um, at, at, at that level. So, sir, like uh, you played for Bihar and at the time, like Bihar wasn't like a major cricketing state or like... Uh, like many players didn't come out from Bihar. So like how difficult was it for you like to come in to the Indian team, to come and play for India A, so under 19, everything? Yeah, well, um, you see, although I came from Bihar, um, junior cricket was very well organized by uh, BCCI. That's the, that's the body that runs cricket in India. And um, so I started to play great cricket, which is under 15. Those days we used to have interstate under 15 tournament. Uh, where um, you know you play against each other in the in, in the east zone, and then if you do well, then there was a then you get picked for the east zone that we play against different zones. Um, so that is how um, the under fifteen tournament was conducted by BCCI. So that's how I started. So first I played the under fifteen state cricket for my state, which is Bihar. Then I graduated to play under nine cricket, and that is when uh, you know started started things started to look good for me. 
um, and Bihar didn't have a have a strong say uh, at that point of time in, uh, in, in cricket in India. Uh, but it was, but you know, playing for Bihar um, gave me uh, uh, a lot of encouragement. And uh, even 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 in my team, we had some very good players uh, from whom I learned a lot. Uh, but that's how the the, the 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 process starts. So once you start to play for your state, if you do well for your state, then you get to uh, play for your zone. And then if you do well for your zone, that's when you get picked for um, for the national team. The same thing happened for me. I formed the under nineteen level, then I graduated to first class cricket, and that is how I managed to get into um, the senior cricket cricket also, including the national team. So, sir, we uh, some few days back we interviewed W. V. Raman and we asked him about India Pakistan rivalry. So, a uh, rivalry. So, uh, he didn't play actually any match against Pakistan. So, we heard how about the rivalry. But tell us some interesting stories or some incidents from you know this India Pakistan rivalry. It still goes on. It's you know it goes in a lot of enthusiasm. People around the globe come and sit down and like. There are millions of people want wanting to watch India Pakistan play a cricket match, so it's like it's played with a lot of enthusiasm. So, if you have some incidents, experiences, like share it here. Yeah, we hardly play against Pakistan these days, uh, but I think um, during my um, tenure with the Indian team, uh, we did manage to play a number of games against Pakistan. So, I do have some uh, exciting memories about. Um, about playing against Pakistan in Pakistan, that's also the time when when we travelled to Pakistan to play a, a three ODI series. But we may remember one incident that took place in Toronto. I think it was 1997 um, when we played against Pakistan in Toronto, and there was this famous incident of uh, in Zamaul Haq. Um, we were um, the, the game was going on, and India was batting, and Zamaul Haq was fielding in the slips. Um, and there were some people on the ground, mostly uh, uh, Indian and Pakistani immigrants, uh, who would travel from different parts of Canada to come and watch the game. And there were some of these cricket fans who would travel all the way from the way from US to watch the match. Uh, so generally, in Zamaul Haq would feel in the slips. He would be in first or second slip. Um, and and we realized there was one uh, uh, one one Indian cricket fan uh, from the stands who. Who kept shouting at Izzamamul Haq and would 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 call him uh, um, in such a funny way, um, you know, call him Alu 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 and stuff like that. So one could figure out we were although India was batting, all of us sitting in the pavilion, and so we we noticed that after a couple of overs, uh, Izzamamul Haq changed his fielding position and went to field either at final leg or third man to be get because he wanted to get close to the cricket fan who was shouting at him from the stands. And then um, I think after the brings it, we noticed that one of the substitute Pakistan Pakistani uh, player uh, he was carrying a bat to Izzamul Haq um, who was fielding at third man from the to the other end. And then as soon as the brings interval got over, suddenly we saw Izzamul Haq he was he rushed into the stands, he climbed up the up up, up the uh, the chairs there. And was almost about to hit the cricket fan who was shouting at him, and then the police intervened, the cricket officials intervened, and that is how the matter was settled. In fact, because he happened to be an Indian cricket fan, the Indian cricketers, some of us had to mediate on behalf of the Indian cricket fans so that you know case would not be lodged against him. So it was such a hilarious incident. And Zawamul, otherwise such a wonderful person, very calm in his approach, in his demeanor, and also the way he used to play. 
Uh, it was so strange and so surprising to see him behave in that manner. But obviously, I think the cricket fan riled him so much that he lost his school and almost uh, went after that 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 cricket fan. So yeah, this is one of those um, strange incident which we saw, which which we experienced. Uh, another one was I think we were playing in Pakistan um, in a one-day game at Karachi. Uh, so Pakistan were batting first and they managed to score about 240 odd or 250 odd in about 45, 46 over. And a couple of cricket fans um, in the stadium, they started to uh, uh, throw stones at um, the outfielders. So Vinod Kamli, I think, was fielding at fine leg. Somebody else was fielding at third man. Um, so they came and they complained to the umpires. And then they went and complained to the match referee. And the game was halted. And the... Uh, and 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 when the game resumed, India was asked to bat and score those runs. Eventually, we did manage to score those runs. But those were different, difficult days because after a long time, India had travelled to Pakistan to play an ODI series. Uh, the response was we received was fabulous. Hospitality was excellent. We really enjoyed the tour. But such a strange incident at times really masked the um, uh, you know the, the environment of the game. But eventually, good fun. We really had a had a wonderful time in Pakistan in travel in 1997, 98, I think. So, sir, moving on, uh, let's see some questions from our listeners. So, uh, here's a question from Shanmuka. He was a former co-host of this podcast. So, he asks, so he asks that in the field, the field setting, or nowadays the DRS. So, who takes those decisions? So, is it the wicketkeeper, or is it the captain? So, or is the team whole deciding? So. Who takes those decisions? How are they taken? So, uh, he asked us to ask, so how are the decisions taken there in the field? I think generally it is the bowler and the wicketkeeper because the wicketkeeper is in a very strong position or in a very good position to decide whether BRS should be taken or not. Um, but if the captain is close by, fielding in the infield, in the slips or in the or, or inside 30-yard circle, then the captain also comes in. Uh, but I think um, it is always uh, advisable to... Um, to seek, um, uh, you know, the, the, the wicketkeeper's uh, inputs on this uh, because he happens to be in the right place at the right time. I think he's the best judge uh, because at times even the bowlers get very excited. They feel, you know, whenever they appeal, the umpire should, you know, the umpire should give out the batsman. But it doesn't happen like that. So I think it's good to have the keeper around to, um, to help them in taking this decision. So, sir, uh, this question is from myself. Like, I wanted to ask you on this. So, you chose wicket keeping at 15 years. I, I'm not, I don't know if I'm right, but you chose wicket keeping at 15 years. So, you went on through the years. So, as you went on through the years, did you ever look back and say uh, that was the right choice or like, do you want it to play as a pure batsman or some all-rounder? Because you bowled some balls also uh, in first-class games. So, like, uh, did you think ever, you know, after when you went through the years? Uh, yeah, a number of times because I started my career as a pure batsman and I would bat very high up in the order at number three for my school team, even for my district side. Uh, and keeping was secondary to me. I know I hardly took keeping seriously. But as I mentioned earlier in my chat with all of you, it's when I went to play for um, under 19, the Indian side, that's when I realized that if I have to make a mark um, uh, in cricket, if I have to achieve the ambition of playing for my nation, then I think um, I need to be multidimensional. And that is when I started to work very hard on my wicket keeping. And uh, you know, wicket keeping along with your with your batting, it it gives you um, you know more confidence um, to add value to us to your side. 
and um, you become an all-rounder. So you, at times, I mean, it is bound to happen that you don't do well uh, uh, as a batsman. So it all you also have the have the opportunity of uh, performing well well behind the stumps and still contributing uh, to your team's um, cause. Um, yeah, but I did have such um, you know such such doubts at time that I should have pursued as a batsman. You know, wicket keeping at time become very tough, uh, more so in Indian conditions. So you bat. Suppose you keep wickets for about a day, day and a half, and then sudden and after that you have to go into bat. It does not come very easy. Uh, but you know, keeping um, a wicket keeper batsman, uh, being a wicket keeper batsman also gives you that kind of liberty where you are termed as an all rounder and gives you many more opportunities to do well for your side. Uh, so, sir, uh, talking about wicket keepers, like uh, there are a lot of talkative wicket keepers nowadays. You see, Rishabh Pant, you, you also uh, happen to be a member of Delhi Capital. So, uh, Rishabh Pant keeps saying, Come on, Ashwin, come on, Ashwin. And like he talks too much behind the stumps. Uh, and there is even Tim Payne who talks uh, uh, behind the stumps. Like there are talkative wicket keepers. Like at during your times, who were those uh, talkative wicket keepers, and were you a talkative wicket keeper? Uh, there were a number of talkative wicket keepers during my time. Kiran Mori was very talkative. Chandrakan Pandit was another one behind the stumps um, uh, who was extremely uh, notorious, and he would talk a lot uh, in trying to upset the batsmen. Um, I was not a very talkative keeper. I would encourage my bowlers, I would encourage my fielders, uh, but I would hardly sledge. Um, but these days, uh, things have changed. And I think, um, uh, you know, bowlers value the support they receive from the wicketkeeper. That happened in my case also. They need suggestions, they need advice. Um, they need more input from the wicketkeepers. And the wicketkeeper is uh, ideally positioned to assist the bowlers in, uh, in, in, in uh, strategizing. And I think that is why you find so many keepers uh, constantly, um, you know, talking to the bowlers, talking to the full fielders, talking to the captains. They're also in the right position to adjust the field. Um, so um, they are the central figure, um, uh, you know, you know, for for a team more so when you're fielding. Um, so that is why that is why I think a wicket keepers' position becomes so crucial um, uh, for a for a team. So you need keepers uh, who remain focused on the on the game, but also you need you need someone who can constantly uh, you know encourage the bowlers. Yeah, but it's good to see Rishabh Pant. You know, keep um, you know uh, always uh, you know chatting to the bowlers and encouraging the, encouraging uh, the, his, his bowlers as well as upsetting the rhythm of the of, of the of the opposition. So, sir, the next question comes from another listener, uh, Prem Ganesh. So, he asks. Who were the best wicket keepers of your era when you played cricket? Who were the best wicket keepers at that time? Um, well, you know, I learned my wicket keeping by Alan Knott on wicket keeping because uh, during my growing up days in Patna, we didn't have a, a wicket keeping coach. We had normal coaches who would just teach us the basics of wicket keeping. But I learned the so-called intricacies, the different nuances of wicket keeping. Uh, while going through the book written by Alan Knott on wicket keeping, so he remained, you know, my first and foremost uh, wicket keeping coach, so to speak. Uh, but you know, Mr. Kirmani was around, uh, so we grew up watching him keep wickets. And then when I when I made my international career, and I saw Ian Healy from close quarters on television, we did play some uh, uh, first class matches against Australia when Ian Healy was the wicket keeper, and I rated Ian Healy very high. Um, he brought in a different kind of dimension to um, to international wicket keeping. Uh, technically, he was so sound. 
he was equally good to pace bowlers as well as spinners and there were some great qualities uh, which uh, i learned from him while while watching him uh, keep wickets so yeah so sir uh, now we'll talk about your eye injury that you had so for us so we when we think of diving to take a catch we we feel like we'll be hurt or we'll be very scared and so you you got a injury and uh, that injury it didn't allow you to push yourself it uh, limited your uh, service to cricket as a player it limited your abilities for some time you had to, uh, so much time to recover then again you had to get back fit so so much things happened and then you had to wait for wait for a long time to get a call so that whole period talk about that uh, getting an injury and then waiting for a call coming back and then for a call back so it's very painful and heartbreaking so how was those moments and who gave you strength during those period and how you were able to make a comeback so talk about that yeah for a professional cricketer the worst thing that can happen is uh, uh, is an injury that will hamper your uh, progress um, in in that in that particular sport i think unfortunately that's what happened it happened in 2000 when i was keeping wickets for india in an asia cup uh, game in dhaka um i got hit on my right eye um so i was rushed to um, the hospital um, in bangladesh then overnight i came back to india and then i went to shankar netrale in chennai i was there in the hospital for about a month um they worked very hard the doctors there uh, to improve my eyesight so i had to undergo a surgery for my eye which is a glaucoma surgery because my eye pressure had really gone up um and when i got hit my i had zero uh, you know vision in my right eye on my injured eye but gradually while i was uh, recuperating uh, my eyesight um, started to progress um, it became better so that is how uh, i thought i can i can come back and play and and, and play this game again and i did manage to come back and play a test match for india uh, same year in november um, but by then i also realized that um, due to the impact um, on my eye i had started to lose my vision um, you know gradually it has started to deteriorate and that's when i realized that i possibly possibly cannot play international cricket so i took another 3 4 months time i played some first class matches i wasn't feeling very comfortable was scared at time because uh, you know i had double vision was not able to adjust to the pace or the bounce of the wicket and i was um, i felt that um, i need to be very careful uh, because uh, due to uh, due to this uh, this problem of not able to sight not able able to sight the ball properly i may get hit on some other parts of my body also i may get hit on my good eye which is the left eye so why take that take that risk that is when i decided to um, to quit cricket and uh, go into uh, some other career but yes i mean those are traumatic times um you need your support from your family and your friends your colleagues um, and all of them were there for me um i was employed with tata steel at that point of time they came in very handy uh they offered me a lot of support um but you have to take it in your stride and i think this is what life teaches you it's all about you know absorbing uh, the challenges that comes across you and um, you know, trying to get out from there uh, in a very positive manner So, sir, the next question is also from our listener, Prem Ganesh. So, he is he asks that you played one test after your comeback after the injury. That comeback, you played one test. So, how difficult it was those five days. You had to wicket keep continuously, and, and it was a comeback match after the injury. So, how difficult was it? And uh, did you think of playing more matches after that? Did you think it would get better by the days? But 
So how it was at that time? Well, when I was picked for um, the the test match, I was quite confident that I'll do well behind the stumps, and I would I, I can keep wickets at that level um, despite my injury. But you know, as the game progressed, I realized that um, it was not going to be so easy um, because keeping wickets to spinners, keeping wickets, we had Srinath, we had Ajit Agarkar, we had Sahir Khan, and all three of them were bowling, you know, 140 kilometers per hour, like that. So keeping wickets to express delivery is not very easy. I got hit a couple of times in my chest. And by then, I also realized that um, my eyesight was not improving. Um, so, and I had to take a very, uh, very tough call and I felt that um, let me go back and play some first class cricket if I feel that um, I'm getting used to that kind of vision or if my vision improves then I'll try and and, and um, stick a comeback again to the national side uh, but you know three four months down the line after I made my debut in November I, I realized that my eyesight is not improving um, yeah so it was difficult those that, that test match wasn't very easy uh, it was um, it was again played in the same ground where, where I had got hit. So that experience itself uh, was not very easy to accept. Um, but I also felt that this is the last opportunity I'll get to play for my country. And my ambition was to play test cricket for India. So when I, when I got this opportunity, I thought, let me try and give it a shot. If I do well, if my eyesight improve, I can always continue. But as I mentioned earlier, that did not happen. A kind request to all our listeners, you should join us on Discord. You will be able to chat with us about cricket and our podcast. You can share memes, videos, stats and more. The first 25 members to join our server will get a free copy of our upcoming magazine. So hurry up. And also you should join us on buymeacoffee.com slash atomiccrickpod or click the link in the description below. Support our show or click on any membership. You will get exclusive articles, exclusive videos, early access to all our interviews and a free copy of our magazine for an year. Okay, let's get back. you uh, as cricketers you travel around the uh, around the world and you you went to south africa then you went to pakistan england so uh, cricketers travel around the globe so what challenges uh, climate the food and the lifestyle in in all other countries so like how was it how was the challenge i think it's good fun traveling abroad with the team there is uh, so much to learn um, one sees different kind of culture, the lifestyle is so different um, and it's good to meet meet people from different cultures and um, to exchange um, you know, ideas, to exchange, um, to talk about your experience from your own country with people from different countries. And I think all that is very useful for the growth of a player. Uh, I think that is why um, sport offers uh, an individual great opportunity um, to learn from the world. Um, and in terms of cricket, I think those days uh, were difficult to adapt to the conditions because, um, you know, wickets are so different, the extra bounce, more movement of the surface. Uh, so it wasn't very easy. So it took us some time to uh, to understand uh, uh, the vagaries of uh, different wickets that we played on. Uh, but things have changed now. I think most of the players who play for Team India now, they have already travelled with the India A side. Some of them have travelled with the under-19 side. They played in similar conditions on, on similar grounds. 
So they are, uh, it's easy for them to adapt to um, these conditions. In our days, there are very few overseas stores. So you, um, so the first store you would go abroad was with, the, was with Team India. So it was not so easy. But uh, yes, I think it is a great experience uh, going through all that. And there is so much to learn. So next question comes from Mukun. So he asks, your favorite moment as a player, like your top knocks or some experiences as a player? I think my most important or uh, crucial knock was uh, the one against Pakistan and um, in Pakistan in Karachi. So we're chasing about 260-270 and I managed to contribute. I got about 30 odd runs in a very critical phase uh, when wickets were falling um, and um, you know, me and Robin Singh had a very partnership. And we did manage to win the game for our country. Um, so I think that kind of a healthy contribution, you know, fills you with so much of pride. Uh, more so if you're playing against Pakistan in alien conditions in their own in their in their country. So all that um, uh, really uh, helped me grow as a cricketer. Uh, but yeah, while playing for India, that was a, a wonderful experience for me. So we'll move on, and uh, you became a national selector uh, in 2012. So after your cricketing player zone uh, finished. So you came as a uh, TV commentator, then you came into national selector for East Zone uh, in tw uh, 2012. So like, uh, can I ask you like how the selection processes are done? Like uh, how much of it are uh, taken from stats, uh, some data, like how, how are they taken? So, well, um, data is available. It depends on the selectors, the way you take it. Uh, but, um, you know, Selecting the Indian the, the Indian team uh, is quite an arduous work. Um, so we would travel to watch a lot of these BCCI uh, domestic matches. So there are a number of matches um, that is conducted by BCCI each season. So we have the, the Ranji Trophy, which is a four-day tournament, for four-day matches. Plus we have the one-day tournament, which is the Vijay Hazare. Then you have the T20 matches, which is called the Sayyid Mushtaqali. And all the, all the states play against, against each other. Um, so, me and my colleague would travel to different places where all these matches were being conducted, watch uh, watch all the matches, and then uh, you know come up with our own with our own uh, you know inputs, with our own feedback about particular players. Have regular interaction with Team Indian, uh, with with Team India team management, which is the captain and the coach. Um, look at various requirements for uh, for Team India, and then accordingly um, uh, you know pick players from the domestic level whom we felt have done very well over the past couple of seasons and who also have whom we felt that they can do well at the international level, give them more exposure while sending them on India Air Tours, um, get them to play in different conditions just to check their abilities, just to see their credentials and then eventually pick them for, uh, for the national team. So I think it is a long drawn process but extremely challenging, very rewarding. Uh, when you see the players whom you have chosen, they go on to play well uh, for, for, your, for your country. And, um, and and win matches for your country. Uh, so I think it is a very transparent kind of a process. But um, uh, in the end, it depends on <clears throat> on the way a selector perceives a player. Um, yeah, so that's how we went about our our role as as selectors. So sir, uh, you played various roles in cricket, contributing to the cricket field. So as a player, then as a commentator, then a selector, then an administrator at the BCCI. So looking at all of the roles that you have played looking back so how do you feel about the journey in this cricket field so how do you feel about it looking back at it after so many years contributing from the age of 15 and now you're all in your 50s so how do you feel looking back at the journey 
you know um all of you who are growing up now you must have had some kind of ambition in your mind that you want to become you know a professional uh, a doctor or an engineer or a, or a sports star or a, or a musician you know there are so many career options that is available to you it depends on your skill depends on your ambition it depends on your willingness and your perseverance to 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 work hard um so i was blessed that um, my ambition was to play um, for my country um and my uh, my passion uh, was to do well in this sport so that way i'm very fortunate and blessed that after my cricket playing days were over i managed to forge a career um, that is related to cricket uh, so as soon as my um, my first class in my international cricket career uh, was over i got into commentary i enjoyed doing my tv commentary uh, broadcasting i do some work as a as a cricket expert for different news channel podcast you know some different various uh, digital platforms um plus i got this opportunity to um, to work as a selector uh, for bcci for team india and then i also managed to uh, have a stint with bcci as a general manager cricket operations um so uh, yeah i mean it's been an entertaining journey and i'm so glad and so happy and i and i thank god all the time um that um, you know i was given this opportunity to work um in in a in in a field where uh, that's where my passion lies so i've been very blessed that way so i feel very fortunate to be to to have got to have gone through uh, this this kind of a journey so sir in the 2021 season uh, of ipl you were with the delhi capitals as a head of the talent search so what is the what is exactly your role in the delhi capitals team and what are what the contributions did you make to the delhi capitals and now since for delhi capitals shreyas iyer had got an injury and isn't playing so rishabh pant came in as a captain so how do you feel about rishabh pant's captaincy and its differences with shreyas iyer's captaincy and what are the benefits and the losses so everything as a delhi capital so what is your role there and how do you feel about the new changes that came in into the team um i our uh, well, delhi capital is a very interesting phase they have done very well over the past two seasons they do a lot of uh, hard work a lot of homework before the season starts and i came in as head of um, the talent scout um, so my work profile is um, to search for upcoming talent uh, prepare them for ipl matches uh, turn them into finished products so they're able to do well for delhi capitals um, in the end who should get into the 11 who should be part of the 25 or part of the 15 a part of the squad that depends on the coaching staff that includes ricky ponting they have james hope as a bowling coach they have praveen amre and they have mohammad kaif and now they have also added ajay ratra uh, so my work is um, is is to put forth my ideas um, uh, uh, testimonials of the players whom i feel uh, are are talented and and have the potential to do well in t20 games for delhi capitals um so i have recently started on this uh, on this venture Uh, it was good to interact with a lot of cricketers and um, the coaching staff of delhi capitals i spent some time uh, with the uh, delhi capitals side um now with the next season the big mega auction is supposed is, is coming up so that's where uh, you know all of us need to put our heads together in trying to find the right kind of balance um, uh, um, to the side i think it's equally important to have a constant uh, kind of communication with the coaching staff uh, to understand uh, the kind of side one wants to build um uh, for for the ipl journey uh, coming up um talking about rishabh pant and shreyas iyer both of them are, dis- are different individuals uh, shreyas iyer has a has a different perspective towards captaincy 
uh, Rishabh Pant on his own brings in so much of energy. He has the experience of playing international cricket. Um, and the way he leads the side uh, is quite similar to the way he plays the game. Um, he enjoys um, he enjoys uh, uh, the sport. Uh, he, enjoys, he, he really loves uh, to contribute as a wicketkeeper, as a batsman. And now since he's become the captain of Delhi Capitals, that has been his endeavour. Um, so it's, it's, it's good to see uh, these youngsters uh, you know, grow into uh, some great match winners, not only for Delhi Capitals, but also for the national side. So there's a lot of work to be done, more so, as I said, with the mega auction coming up for next season. But before that, 14, hopefully that should start in September in the UAE. Um, Delhi Capital is uh, in a very strong position. Um, we have won so many games. Uh, so we are in a in kind, kind of a winning streak. So we hope to continue. So, sir, uh, and in this IPL, many have observed that Avesh Khan, as a bowler, he bowled really well. And many people have uh, seen the talent in him and recognized it. So, what do you feel about Avesh Khan and uh, what uh, what role did you play in uh, bringing him up to the team? And so, talk about Avesh Khan, the player he is and uh, how he bowls and how he can come to the national side. So, think about, uh, talk about how Avesh Khan is the player for Delhi Capitals and can he come to the Indian team? As a future player, so talk about he's, his journey. Well, Delhi Capitals are tracking him. Um, he's been a successful uh, pace bowler for Madhya Pradesh in the domestic circuit. Uh, so Delhi Capitals um, uh, were going through his performance for the past two three seasons. He was part of the Delhi Capitals as a net bowler, and then he uh, got into the, the Delhi Capitals team. And uh, last year, when the IPL game was taking place in UAE, that was kind of a breakthrough season for him. That's when he got the opportunity uh, for Delhi Capitals and he did very well. It is good that this year also he has continued in the same form. The Delhi Capitals team management has backed him and he has emerged as one of the most successful IPL bowler. And it's good to see him uh, progress um, uh, in white ball cricket. One has seen him do very well in red ball cricket. So I'm sure that very soon he will get to play for India uh, in all in all these three formats. Um, he's a... He's a hard-working pace bowler, has a lot of intensity. Um, he's, he's a thinking bowler. Um, he goes through all the data of the batsman and prepares accordingly. So there are some uh, very good indications that uh, Avish Khan uh, will become a strong for India in years to come. We don't want to miss out this one, sir. The cred ad, Venka Pai. So it, it's, it's funny trending. Like, let's ask you about that cred ad. So... Like it portrayed different perspective of cricketers. It was like uh, awesome. I mean, uh, exciting and like it, it showed a different perspective of cricketers. Like, uh, how do you felt about that ad? Like you kept saying, uh, they kept saying, don't forget us, but we never forgot you. But like, uh, how was the ad and like, uh, uh, like shooting it? Uh, how was it? How many retakes did it take? Like uh, your experience in that ad? It, it was fun shooting for this. We took we took almost a day to um, to shoot for this ad, um, but the entire credit goes to um, the the team who conceived this. I think they came came up with these original lyrics. I think it was um, they wanted to portray um, uh, cricketers like us as a boy band, which is the Backstreet Boys. Uh, so the entire um, you know wardrobe was prepared by them, and we had to act in a certain manner. Uh, the lyrics um, and the and, and the music was was wonderful. Um, yeah, it is good to uh, catch up with my former colleagues 
with whom we have played a lot of cricket uh, with with played with and and against each other at the domestic level so it's good to interact but um, you know um, um, credible the way um, the, the the entire team uh, you know thought of this kind of an ad and i'm glad that it became uh, quite popular with the fans uh, so it's good to uh, you know bring in and, and revive some old memories um, and all those who have who have who have not watched us play or um, yeah, or maybe have just heard uh, you know from their parents or from their uh, elders about 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 cricket in those in, in, in 90s and early 2000 for them it was a good reminder yeah we really enjoyed uh, you know shooting for this ad okay uh, the next question is from shanmukai uh, and madhav two of our podcast listeners so uh, the same question is asked by two people you know they asked is test cricket being destroyed by t20 cricket so uh, in that ad itself uh, there was some little line saying don't forget us because of t20 cricket so but i thought i'll bring it after this ad so uh, this question has been asked like is t20 is test cricket being destroyed by t20 cricket no i think one has to cater to different demands of the market um, if one has to uh, globalize um, uh, cricket then i think one has to choose a format which has shorter duration and i think that is why t20 is getting is getting very popular in mostly in um, so it is a it is a good uh, platform or it is a it is a good format that can be taken to different parts of the world um, because of the limited time not only t20 but also t10 for that matter um uh, so what is important for icc and most of the cricket playing nations is that cricket is played on a worldwide stage and for that to happen you have to to, uh, um, to so so the best way to take it forward is through t20 or through t10 um so that is one part of the discussion but having said that i don't think that in most of the cricket playing nations um t20 is destroying test cricket there always been there always be connoisseurs of the game who would want to see you know multi day cricket flourish um you you may have some selected audience but i think it will continue to uh, to thrive and grow um what people many people don't realize is uh, to uh, to become a very good t20 or a shorter format cricketer you also need to understand the basics of the game you also have to hone your skills um uh, you know before you uh, you graduate to become a t20 specialist player or a t10 player and for that to happen you have to uh, work very hard on your basic technique and all that you learn while playing um, you know multi day cricket so i i really feel that uh, you know one has to strike a strike the right kind of balance wherein we we wherein you have test cricket as well as the other other formats also of the game and so sir the next big match for india is the uh, world test championship finals india versus new zealand so uh, what do you think uh, who will win the match and who are the players you think will uh, really hit big in the match or uh, make a big contribution to the match so uh, what do you think of the match talk us about that match oh it is a great opportunity for india to do well this is the inaugural world test championship final india has worked very hard the past two season to come up to this level to qualify we had a great series uh, in australia then we came back and we beat england in a home series uh, so we are in a very strong position to win this uh, inaugural title um so world test championship is akin to um, the world one day championship or the world t20 championship and i would rate it uh, higher than those two those two formats um we have a very strong side we have a great blend of experience and youngsters who are coming through it is a settled side 
and i think india has got enough experience of playing in england um, to overcome the challenges uh, that is thrown um, thrown on us by new zealand um, new zealand is a very strong side new zealand is a uh, is an underrated side but they have immense faith in their own ability so it is not going to be easy for india uh, but i do feel that uh, india is in a you know is, is in a better position um, to win this encounter against new zealand because of the kind of experience we have we are equally balanced in terms of our bowling in terms of our batting um i expect some uh, match winning performances from the captain virat kohli um rohit sharma as an opener chitesh pujara and then you go down the order from from rishabh pant uh, and then among bowlers you have jaspreet bumrah you have shami you have ishan sharma you have jadeja you have you have your varashwin uh, so we have a very strong combination and i think this is uh, the best possible um, team that we could possibly have um to win the championship so sir uh talking about the ipl of 2022 so the next season there's going to be a mega auction so uh do you think of uh do you think of increasing the overseas slot to 5 or do you think it's better at 4 because many feel that uh, if increase it to 5 it will make ipl more popular and some are also telling that they can increase another team make one one more team or two more teams so talk us talk us about these two things so what do you feel about them what is your perspective so two teams already been decided um so from 2022 you'll have two more teams that will make a make it a 10 team ipl um so that in any case will you will get more overseas players you'll have more domestic players um, coming into the system but i think um, the slot of, of four overseas players are perfectly fine it has also given a lot of opportunities for our own domestic cricketers to do well um and this is the way you can always continue i think 10 team format would be fine there are many more domestic cricketers who are waiting in the wings and you want to play in the ipl so with the inclusion of these two teams um uh, such cricketers uh, uh, will get a platform to uh, to play um so i think i think a 10 team format would be fine from 2022 season so here's the last question sir uh, so what advice would you give to wicket keepers these days like uh, a technique or some mindset or like what advice would you give to wicket keepers uh, first foremost enjoy the enjoy wicket keeping it is such a uh, you know great position because you're involved in the entire duration of the match um, you can act as a leader for your team there is so much more to offer as a wicket keeper um, work hard on your skill work hard on your technique i think it's very important for a wicket keeper to be uh, flexible to be agile so nutrition plays a very big role um on top of that uh, i think it's it's very important for the wicket keeper to work very hard on your batting skill so do not neglect your batting and also your fielding there may be a time where uh, you may be required to to play as a batsman but uh, so i think when 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 you get into the team as a batsman if you have your uh, your fielding skills also i think that will help you to cement your place in the side so i think a wicket keeper is actually multidimensional you have to be good in your keeping skills you have to be good as a fielder and you have to be equally good as a batsman well this will bring you to the end of today's episode with sabha karim sir uh, we loved listening to you uh, and thank you for coming to the show thank you so much really enjoyed it. have a great time and uh, wish all of you lot of success in your chosen career bye bye A kind request to all our listeners you should join us on Discord you will be able to chat with us about cricket and our podcast 
you can share memes, videos, stats and more. The first 25 members to join our server will get a free copy of our upcoming magazine. So hurry up. And also you should join us on buymeacoffee.com slash atomiccrickpod or click the link in the description below. Support our show or click on any membership. You will get exclusive articles, exclusive videos, early access to all our interviews and a free copy of our magazine for an year. Okay, let's get back.